is is chillin'. What more can I say? Top billing. What's up, everybody? I'm Bill Bellamy. Welcome to the number one podcast, Top Billing, coming to you from Hollywood, California, right here on Hollywood Boulevard. Today, our guest is King of the South, Tip Harris. He's a three-time Grammy Award winner. He is a actor, producer, and a new comedian. We're going to talk about every aspect of his life, the ups, the downs, the twists, and the turns. You're going to laugh. You're going to go crazy. And then you're going to you're gonna really appreciate this man of the South. Stay tuned. Check this out. It's incredible. Milk is chilling. This is chilling. What more can I say? Top billing. Top billing. Top What's up, everybody? This is Bill Bellamy. Welcome to Top Billing, the podcast for the culture, podcast for the movement, podcast for the discussion. Today, I have a special, special guest. I like to call him respectfully Mr. I Can Do It All. He is a three-time Grammy Award winner. He is nominated for 19 Grammys. He has conquered the big screen, conquered television with his own uh, reality series, T.I. and Tiny, The Family Hustle. He is also collaborated with every hip hop legend. From, let me just give you some of the songs and some of the artists from, from Snoop to, to Justin Timberlake to Chris Brown to Rihanna to Pharrell. I mean, the brother's catalog is enormous. And now he's ventured into the comedy game. If you know him, you love him. He's the king of the South. He's my good friend, Tip Harris, everybody. Can we make some? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Thank you. People don't even understand how how this really, really happened. Uh, we, was in, we was in his hometown. We was in the A. And I was doing some stand-up. And I, I reached out. I said, Tip, if you want to come and, and work out, he was like, when? Not even like, I'm busy. You said, when? And, I, <laughs> and he showed up, ripped, ripped. And I'm just so very, very proud of you, bro. And Thank I'm going to say this from the heart is that, uh, you know, you came into a, a different genre and you, you're being fearless and you, t you make your mistakes and you keep, you keep rolling. I like that. You know, I, I see the dedication in you i see you tweaking notes and you do you taking notes and you you tweaking your jokes i'm like okay he real no, he, he, you ain't trying to really just skip through nothing you doing it the right way i, I mean i don't know what the right way is this is my first rodeo but okay. I, I i will receive that and i just appreciate the opportunity to learn and grow Absolutely. What made it like, uh, cause we're going to get to all the other parts of your career, but I think since right now, comedy is, <laughs> is the new frontier and sure. everyone's talking and buzzing about it. How did you get the nerve, you know, to just get on stage? You know, it's, it's, it's quiet. If ain't nobody laughing. I like the quiet. You like the quiet. I like the silence. They let me know they listening. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, but as far as what made me do it, I just got through on stage, man. One of my partners, K-Dub. I actually have always been friends with a lot of comedians. Absolutely. Throughout my career. Mike Epps, uh, Kevin Hart, you know what I'm saying, K-Dub. Um, you got Noah Holston, Lil Duval. You know, so many comedians throughout. And we all come through the A. Out, man, and <laughs> you performed in my yeah, night before. Absolutely. So, so tripping on Sundays was actually, you know, some shit that Grand Hustle started. Correct. Uh, at Uptown Comedy Corner, 
and and a lot of stars have graced that stage. A lot of stars were born in that room. Absolutely. And I was there really just supporting, man. Man, I just love the culture. I mean, everybody loves to laugh. But coming from where we come from, there was a spot called 559. Wow. Back in the West End around 95, 96. Yes, sir. Uh, Bruce Bruce was the host. Dang, you took it back. You Yo, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I used to sneak in there when I was 15, 16 and just hear people get booed from, <laughs> you know, from the back to the, to the, to the stage. And... It just gave me a respect. Certain people could come in there and command that audience. Absolutely. And some people didn't even have a bit for real. Some people weren't even doing a set. It just came in and used their ability to command the audience and directed them in such a way that made them memorable and created careers and yeah, a pathway for them. It's, it's just the, the thing that I find so interesting about you is that your life is is really been unfolding in front of us, you know, for 15 to mm. 20 years. I've known you as when before you knew me, right. I, I, I knew you and I, I liked you. I knew you before you knew me. Too, right, right, right. You know, you know what, what I'm saying? saying? Like when I, <laughs> when you first came on the scene, I was like, yo, who is little homie right down here in the South with so much raw energy like Thank I you. just always thought you was charismatic but you always had a truth that I was you made me stop like I, I was like dang man I'm like T.I. dang I think he gonna be alright like I remember the first song Rubber Man Man and I was just like yo this you this new artist right here is a problem right Thank and you. then next thing I know boom 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 you just kept coming kept coming and I still see that you know in your life like I've, I find that certain people who are rugged cats mm -hmm. and that make strong choices always continue to do so even if other people don't understand it you feel me yeah I think you know I was born to lead, period. Mm -hmm. Whatever I do, whatever area I'm in, if I work in the Foot Locker, I'd be the leader of the shift at Foot <laughs> You'd be, tandem, you you be selling the most shoes. Right? I sell the most Air Forces. I get to hook up on the J's. <laughs> I'd be the guy that you want to go to right, right, right. at Foot Locker uh -huh. because of my leadership qualities. And I feel like whatever area you put me in, mm -hmm. that's going to always be ever present because that's what I was born to do. Um, the key is doing that without trying to, you know, I guess offend people or piss people off or yeah. rub people the wrong way or whatever. But fuck that. So when you were talking about when you first heard me, right. when you said coming with so much raw energy, just to be perfectly honest with you, and I'm saying this with 100% hindsight, Right. I had all of that raw energy. It was so much aggression because I was coming from a place at a time where the world would have likely ignored me had I not made them remember me. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, it, it, of course, I was probably overcompensating in some areas. I probably, you know what I'm saying, carried myself abrasively in certain rooms but i liked it though it was a it was a swag to it it was very reminiscent to me of tupac and Thank i you. got to know tupac very well like coming i didn't up get it, to meet him man let me tell you something bro 
people will understand what I'm about to say and get the correlation. The thing that was interesting about Tupac to me was he had a natural energy mm. and he was a leader. He had a, a passion for the music and the people. Right. And it's very synonymous to me with, with your life. Like you, right. you, you came in this game like you gonna know who I am. You claimed I'm the king of the South. You claimed that sure. you was gonna put the South on your back. Sure. What made you make a choice like that? Because that ended up being the thing that people really respected about you. Carry you like you carried the South on your back. I think I saw that it was large groups of people, mm -hmm. large communities that still weren't being represented. Absolutely. In music. Um, and not to say that it was at the fault of whatever artist that, were exi that was existing at the time. It just had made its way around to representing the people in totality, you know what right, I mean? Right, right, so, because I wasn't hearing, I wasn't hearing your music in New York. Right. I it, heard it your was music because I was traveling, you know? Well, thanks to K. Slay, man, you know, God rest his soul. Thanks to K. Slay. K. Slay was the first DJ, man, that kind of really, really allow, allowed me mm -hmm. to come to New York and, and do freestyle on, on his mixtapes and, you know, put me on records and, you know, shit like that. It has, it, how can I say this? So, ever since Dre, uh, Andre 3K said, the South got something to say at the Source Award. Right. Like, everybody from Atlanta and everywhere else in the South had our marching orders. Yes. Like, he called everybody. He like, hey, bro, press. Let's go. And so, at that point, the message was, press. Yeah, and you guys, so and you did. guys, and not you by yourself, but I feel like you, if I had to pick a couple cats that I feel like kind of just got the ball rolling for the South in Atlanta, mm -hmm. specifically, is you, Andre 3000, Big Boy, uh, Goody Mob. Uh, I mean, it's just, even groups like Arrested Development when I was Sorry, on MTD, that, that was so eclectically and, and, and different, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it, it is Jermaine Dupree. Pre, UGK, uh, UGK, I mean, come on, Jeezy, man. Jeezy, come on, man. You it know. was so many guys that started stormtrooping mm -hmm. in that in, with that style of music that we had never heard, and mm -hmm. it meant, and it went mainstream, correct? Sure, sure. Now, when you look back, do you feel like the South is finally there now, or we mm -hmm. still got more room to go? Nah, I, don't, I mean, I think the moment that you find complacency and you find comfort in, right. in, in your present position, that's when you stop working and you stop you moving stop running, and you yeah. stop producing. So I think that it's, it's all about staying consistent and, and, and continuing to push it forward, continuing, continuing to find ways to elevate the sound and help evolve the culture. Now I was on uh I was on I was watching you do your your stand up uh when we was in Atlanta <laughs> and one of the jokes you was talking about, but I thought I said when I interview him I ask him, you were saying, you know, you said uh I'm paraphrasing, you was basically saying like, Man, I can't talk about this forever, this rap right. stuff like you know, yeah. I was twenty one, I was I don't, I don't have a trap music mindset. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you was like, I kinda I kinda outgrew my you, my mind. I ain't I didn't You can tell sell. that shit was written by a twenty year old. Right. You like you mm. like I just don't want to sell dope today. Like I got other stuff to talk about. I mean <laughs> I mean, listen, as far as commodities go on the market, right? 
dope ain't quite as high as it, as it used you to be. You don't make it's not the same value. I mean, because really, <laughs> the pharmaceuticals got in the business. And you they, know what I'm saying? They, now we got dispensaries and all kinds of regulations you on can't the even marijuana. Sell weed no more. They go get it hey, from the dispensary. They buy cocaine. They get cocaine for free in Oregon. <laughs> Motherfucker get free cocaine in Oregon. You, Are you just serious? smoke crack, heroin, everything. They passing that needle. Hey man, I don't know what the dope boys in Oregon doing. They they not doing nothing. I don't know what they, they probably doing. doing Pilates classes. You or know something crazy. Saying. But that's <laughs> but that's that's the thing. Like just looking at you know life right. is a series of adjustments. Absolutely. And from the time we born to the time we die, we will adjust. And of course, I accept the fact that I have acquired a special set of skills that I no longer get to use. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a very eloquent way to say that, my you know friend. What I'm saying? And I, I, I get it. I respect it. Now, for me to go out here and continue to force those skills on the marketplace when I know I have no real stage to present these skills on. Absolutely. I could talk about it. I could write it in a book, in a movie, in a, you know what I mean? But actually going out here and making good use of the information I have. Absolutely. It's counterproductive. So right. like, no, it's time no to move on. Exactly. It's no, it's no reason for you to be in that world anymore when you have so much to give us as fans and your family and, 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 and your legacy. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Let's make it about the fans, of course. Yeah, we love the fans. Now, here, here's an interesting thing, right? And I, I thought about this because I followed T.I., as the rap artist before. I never knew you personally at yet at this time, uh -huh. but I watched you on your um, reality series, right? Uh -huh. And I'm gonna be completely honest when I say I was like, some of it, like, I didn't want to know. Cause okay. I, I always, cause I had like, it, it, it was, it, it would be like, when I like Tupac, I never wanted to see Tupac at Chuck E. Cheese. Like, like oh, I, I know because I just always had this like thing that every time I see Tupac, I always wanted him to have a bandana on. I wanted him to spit on people, but I still and smoke a cigarette, do a rap song, and spit do a spit on people. Well, yeah, he used to do that too. He spit a lot. He but did anyway, it once. no, I'm no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Okay. No, so anyway, make a long story short. But when I seen you, it's two things that happened to me personally. One, I appreciated your life in a different way. All right. And I got to learn more about you. Now, now I like you in full circle because Thank I didn't you. know you when I first met you. I didn't know, you know, you had a family and how, right how dedicated you are to your family. How were you able to in, let your fans come into your life? What made that decision? Man, uh, I never really. Okay, so the idea for the family hustle, mm -hmm. upon conception, I was in prison. Right. And the idea was, because what I saw was people were making full-blown assumptions or critiques about me based off of a lapse in judgment that came from a minute worth of life, or let's call it an hour or a day worth of life. When there's so much more that the world wasn't even taken into consideration about me. Absolutely. So coming out, I was like, man, let's. Sh they'll continue to talk about this as long as that's all they have to speak on. Right. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to show how many other 
facets of my life was still ever present in the midst before, during, and after my transgressions. And um, what we didn't count on was everybody in the family being stars. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that they thought they had a show with me and the family were going to be there, but the family kind of showed up. and it showed out, yeah. <laughs> you know. You got a beautiful family, man, and, and very dynamic. You you were able to manage it all, you know what I'm saying? You The fact that you... You said to me, I'm going to come out. I'm going to do your show. Or I'm going to sit down and kick it with you. You were, you were uh, at a graduation. So congratulations right as a on. dad with Thank your kids, you. you know, achieving, keeping moving. You know, Thank that's you. a wonderful little milestone. three graduations. Three graduations. Yeah. You got 29,000 kids. I do. <laughs> Bible said, be fruitful and multiply. I mean, you very fertile, Why man. be fruitful <laughs> if you ain't going to multiply? That's all I'm saying, you know. It, it's 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 so dope. Like uh, you know, I've been blessed with the fruits. Yo, you got the fruits. You you do what you, you do what you you have a beautiful yeah. family. Um, it's interesting that you were able to manage it all, and people don't realize. Like I, I do this all the time, being a comedian, an actor, producer, writer. You know, it's so many things uh to do, and I just remember one time for whatever reason we was in Atlanta. And we was at a comedy club and you said what up to me and you was like, man, I got to go to the studio. And it was already like 2.30 or 3. Mm. And I was like, damn, he about to go to the studio now. <laughs> like, 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 I'll never forget that when you said, man, I got to go to the studio, Bill, I'll holler at you. It was almost 3 in the morning. I said, damn, I'm tired at 2, 3. I'm starting to come around the chill. That was a good night. You know what I sound like a good night. <laughs> so, and, and I'm like, man, this brother is, came to knock. To, to the show, had a good time. Everybody had a good time. Now you go into work mode to the studio. Yeah. I said, yo, man. And then you got probably had to get up and go to a school van or do something like I that. Mean, you happens. just do it. Sure. Man, bro. Yeah. You just task yourself with mm -hmm. the challenge and rise to the occasion. I don't know no other. I can't explain it. I don't. Have like, <laughs> I can't explain it. It's just my schedule. <laughs> yeah, I don't have no real like. Uh, it's not a formula. Right. It just do the shit. Just do the shit. Just I, do the shit. That's bro. why you able to. And I'll be honest with you, that sums up who you are. Just do the shit. You ain't complaining. Yeah. You ain't whining. You just say, "Hey, man, what time I gotta be there, bro?" You do the shit, right. and that's that's a great attitude to have. You're not looking for excuses or anything. You right. accomplishing small tasks and large. That's a big thing. Accountability, man, for mm -hmm. me is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Whenever I fuck up, I wanna go ahead and own up to my fuck ups. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Hey, that's me. All right. I got that one. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of, I get it. Of, 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 of fuck ups, I, I don't know how you want to call it, but this is a moment. I have a lot of Ti moments, but this moment was crucial okay. to me. So I'm at the inauguration. Okay. Right. I'm at yeah. the inauguration. Cold I'm, as a motherfucker. It was cold than a motherfucker. Whew. We was both in D.C. Sheesh. I will never forget this. You and I, me, you, Lorenz Tate, we. I think LL Cool J was with us too. We was okay. in the freight elevator okay. and you had given a speech. I didn't know you was going to speak. Okay. Case in point. I'm sitting right in front of you on stage. I do not know you about to say you about to go to jail. You didn't know that? No, I, no, I didn't know that. That I, shit was everywhere. Yo, but you had, this was like literally probably your last speech before you was about to turn yourself in. Or right. And you said that on stage. Right. 
in that moment, you you said that I have something to handle uh-huh. and I'm gonna do what I need to do. Right. Do you remember this? Do you mean this dog? I was like sitting there going, yo, what is that feel like? Because you were so poised, chill, like I'm about to go to jail, cool, at 2.30. All right, but I'm gonna do this speech right now. <laughs> I'm gonna handle this. Man, you gave a speech, I'll never forget this. I have the most amazing memory. You said, man, I ain't got no script. I'm gonna shoot from the hip. <laughs> <laughs> which is also a reference to guns, which is also ties back in. <laughs> So why I was going to prison anyway, in the first place. But do you remember Damn. this moment? I remember speaking. I don't remember that particular. Yes, I remember that moment. But because. I remember being cold as hell. It was I remember freezing. speaking. I remember going to jail. I said, yo, I, remember, I definitely remember going do, do, to prison. You definitely yeah. remember going to prison. I remember that part. Now, now my question to you is, when you were <laughs> in the moment, if you could recall, uh-huh. for, for me or for your fans, it's like, what is it like knowing that for the next whatever amount of months that you had to deal with that you your freedom was gonna be compromised. What's that this at? <laughs> the thing about it, right? Right. Every hour before the last hour mm-hmm. seems like you got all the time in the world. And <laughs> <laughs> shit don't stupid. really kick in until it's like the last hour. Damn, we got to go now. Right. And you know, but <laughs> that last hour. That last hour. That the real. That's, that's the, the real. That's the real sixty minutes. You don't feel it the day before, <laughs> the week before. It's like, yeah, I got plenty of time. Yeah, man, come on, right. man. You know, let's play a game of Scrabble. Uh, but the last hour. Oh my God! That's when it's like shit. So like it's it's it's. I won't say easy, but it's not as challenging presenting yourself with so much poise the week before, the day before. <laughs> right. Or you know, what I mean, if you talked to me in that last hour, <laughs> <laughs> stuff got real. I don't know what the fuck you at. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's why a motherfucker didn't talk to me in that last hour. You right. see what I'm saying? Nah, but I think that all that shit was it was it was it contributed to the lesson. Right. It made the lesson greater. You know, for me to sit here and be able to speak to others and talk to my whether they're my kids or just, you know, kids that need some guidance. Absolutely. And I'm able to tell them, you know, based on that experience, like that last hour, that's some shit that I'm gonna always live with. And I'd be able to pass that down. You don't wanna see that last hour. No, bro. And I, I, I and think- And then sometime in heaven, well, you don't even get that last hour. You ain't get swept up off the streets and never come back. <sighs> You see what I'm saying? I was fortunate. You was you've been very fortunate, man, cuz mm-hmm. like I said, you know, you have definitely, you know, had your And then your even after that, though, check this hiccups. out. After I got out from that time, mm-hmm. I was so fortunate and doing so well. He <laughs> said doing so well. I made a U-turn on Sunset Boulevard, went right back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and listen. The shit got so good to me. You went right back. Man, listen, bro. Ain't nothing like celebrating coming home to a number one movie. Yes, sir. Number one record. Multi-million dollar deals and all of that. And you just forgot everything you learned for real. Wow. That's deep, man. I'm going to tell you this, man. I think that 
the thing that makes you absolutely phenomenal to me is the authenticity of your life. Like it's not like it's not like uh it's it's fabricated. It's like your life is 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 pretty much been an open book. You've made your mistakes in front of us. You you recovered in front of us. You become passionate about your people. That's a nice turn that I like too. Thank you. Seeing you being an advocate for. I for used the, to. I don't not so much. But I'm saying you know I seen you on your Instagram a couple times. Yeah, I talk. Have, yeah, I you, talk. You know what I'm saying? From my fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't do it so much no more. Just because I was very passionate, just like you said, Mm -hmm. I made sacrifices and dove in head first and kind of like really spearheaded a lot of conversations needed to be had. Mm -hmm. But what I saw was I was putting myself on the front line uh, on behalf of people that were the first in line to tear my head off when the bullshit came down my way. So I'm like, wait a minute. All right. So you telling me I put my motherfucking neck on the chopping block just for you to pull the fucking lever. Wow. I can't do that one. Can't do that one. I can't do that one. So, you know, the cause, I'm down. The people, hmm. Not so much. You have to be can choose. Because I remember when we were in Atlanta and we were- um, I'm just basing it off of how they dealt with me. I got to deal with you how you deal with me. Hey man, hey, you know it's fair weather out here, don't? But know I love you. Hey, you, everybody like from it. a distance. When the music play, when the DJ, when they kick the the DJ booth over. You know what I mean? The party be over. Everybody right. scratch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, hey man, t- that t- shit taught me a lot too. Yeah, listen, I remember, um, quite frankly, uh, when Keisha Bottoms was running for office, and mm-hmm. you were very, very, uh, you know, sort of. Uh, supportive and an advocate of re- voter registration. Or do you still feel comfortable with that part of it? I mean, listen. <laughs> and they just beat the brakes off you, man. Man, look, bro, let me tell you something, man. This is how I feel. I feel like voting is important. Absolutely. And Thank we, you. And we and we know it's important. Absolutely. By how hard they try to stop us from doing it. Right? Facts. However, even though it's important, Either one of these motherfuckers you vote for gonna have some bullshit to come with them. So yes, go vote, but either way you vote, you still fucked. Speaking speaking of uh, of voting, I have a very personal issue with with uh, gun reform, and we have lost a lot of children. There's been a I want to talk about your issue with gun reform. Yeah, let's talk about it. What's your position? My position is I think that we. I'm not saying people don't have the right to bear arms. That's not what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. I say we, we have, as a society, everybody don't need to have a gun. Everybody don't know I what agree. Like, everybody don't have a driver's license either, right. Right? right? So I'm thinking, what could be the solution to helping keep people safe? I'm not saying mm-hmm. take away all the guns. I'm saying that it's not necessary for people just to randomly buy a tank of gas in the AR. It's just a little too much. Now... Well, let me Should ask there you be this. some type of restrictions, background checks? Something? Can we know who purchased these guns? Of course we should. Okay. Of course we should. Um, but the thing is, right? The more gun reform you implement, what you do is you keep the guns in the hands of police and criminals. Okay? Mm-hmm. I feel like if the criminals is the only ones with ARs and the criminals is the only ones with large 
mag round, large round mags. Okay. Then if they go to a person who did pass the background check and who did do it the right way, but he don't have the same equipment, but because this is a criminal and he's willing to break the law to have what he need to have to compensate for what you may have gone through the right set of circumstances to get it. Okay. But you can't really, you can't fend off this yeah. artillery. Yeah. I don't want a tax paying law abiding citizen to be put in that situation. And it's just me. It's right. me. I think that if more people who have passed background checks and who have gone through the criteria, who were trained, right, were armed and prepared, when things like these mass shootings, they gonna, it's, it's a free kill. You're gonna get down, bro. You're gonna get down. And I think, because at this point, everybody got them. How you gonna, what you gonna say? Okay, guns are illegal today. Oh, all right, so what do we do with all the guns that's out here? Right, but that's what, what it's, it's, a, it's a really slippery slope when we're dealing with the guns, because obviously right now, everything is on the market. There's there's an internet, there's a whole bunch of ways to get these guns, but. What is I'm, it? Oh man. I ain't even never heard nothing about it. Yeah, I know you haven't. What? Feels. <laughs> You bullshit. I get it now. I'm just saying. All, the, all, the, all I'm saying is, if we don't do something, man, is I don't see how it's gonna ever stop. I mean, it's just been it's been brutal to see these families, and I'm sending my Definitely. love and um, I do too. Prayers to families that are suffering right now. I do too. This is scary to have our children. Schools used to be off limits to everything. We had a couple shootings when, when we was young too. But man. not like this. Get the, no, 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 nothing like this. It but wasn't. people shot who they wanted to go shoot. Yeah. They it shot wasn't the person that they one, wanted to go one shoot. One person. One person. Now they, they're doing too much stuff. Yeah. So my, my point is that do you have an, just a small uh, idea of anything we can do? I don't think I'm qualified to speak. Yeah, you can't. Right, I next. don't think I'm qualified to speak. My heart goes out to the families that have right. been affected, and I do know that something needs to be done. Absolutely. But I would have to sit down and 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 just apply. I had to wrap my mind around it a little bit more. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna move on to the next thing. And then this is this is this. But is, I think that all black people, especially, I think they should arm themselves and train their families, all people of color. Yes. You know, because white people are already doing it, but all people of color <laughs> should arm themselves, train their families very early. We should farm our own vegetables and our own land, buy our own land. We should fish, hunt, we, you know what I mean? Right. These are the things that should be done because that's what makes us self-sustainable. Absolutely. You did. I, I, and a gun is not for violation a gun is for protection facts you know what i mean a gun is for i have purchased this land i am working this 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 field and i have a, a, a right not just a right but i have a commodity here a value that i've created here mm -hmm. and this value is only i can only have as much of it as i can protect that's true so if somebody rolls up with something that I can't protect myself against and wants to take my land, I can't defend myself Facts. without the proper materials. <laughs> 
and a bat will not suffice. Yeah. Okay. Nine one one ain't gonna do it. It's not enough. Hell no. So, <laughs> so I, I think we know where you at. So Tim, I have to I have to ask this question because I heard so many comedians whining and complaining about how you came in the game. Shit made you sick, didn't it? It didn't make me sick. I I, I mean, I, 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 I said I I did a. It uh, turned my stomach. People, people was hot. And For this, what? I don't know. They feel like you you had the HOV lane, the comedy. You doing I did. Big, you big. You doing big shows with okay. big people. Yeah. And they feel like you didn't get your stripes to get there. Man, on man. the comedy side. What I, stripes? I'm just saying the jokes. Ain't no fucking union, right? <laughs> <laughs> what fucking stripes? You know what I'm saying? Right. Who told to go and see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't even you didn't go, you didn't take your supervisor test. Man, you just became the GM. I ain't fill out the application. Right. <laughs> no, but uh, how did that make you feel? Just you know, people whining and talking about you know, dumbfounded. Oh, yeah, I was dumbfounded by it. But I did have a conversation with it because I felt it was a teachable moment, and I still feel that okay. a lot was learned from it. Okay. <laughs> um, but the thing is, I I I felt that we were in a similar position, just a, a opposite juxtaposition. Like, okay, let's say. One of the guys who may have had, they put their work in, earned their stripes, developed the skill set okay. to call themselves a true comedian. Mm -hmm. What they were working on is developing their name and introducing themselves to the world. Correct. Okay, so me, I've already developed my name. I've introduced myself to the world. Fact. I'm just developing my skill set. That's... I never looked at it so, like that. So, to be honest, we in the same boat. We just rowing in different directions. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't even I like understand that. how you even looking at me in such a way. Like, bro, I ain't looking at you because, oh, don't nobody even know you when you pull up right, to the grocery right, store. Right. I ain't doing that. No. So, why is you, you know? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The truth is in the pudding when it comes to comedy comedy right it's just like in rap music if a cat got bars he got bars bro mm. so it don't matter if you've been doing it 15 if you unsigned or you jay-z or right. whoever right if you got bars in the booth you could just go that's real and, and that's how i feel like jokes are that like, makes sense right so if i can I, there ain't no time limit on who can be do this and can't nobody tell me what i can and can't do if Absolutely. i was waiting on the motherfucker to be okay with what i intend on doing for myself i still be Anyway, Thank listen, uh, I think the crowd going to let you know. Yeah, that's the, no the crowd. All this shit that a motherfucker was saying, what's up, what's up, bro? What's up, doing, man? man? What's going on? <laughs> you in the building. Hey, look, the crowd going to let you know. All yeah, this shit, he don't deserve to be up there. The crowd going to tell me if I don't deserve to be absolutely, up there. Absolutely, absolutely. Just like they did in Brooklyn. No, you know no, what I'm saying? No, the when you crowd, got, they, no, when you they got were food. very vocal. <laughs> About how they felt at the moment. You had a funny story about. It was fine, but yo, nobody took. <laughs> yo, it was cool. Tip, you got you got arena boot. Like, I enjoyed. That I was enjoyed. a big boot, though. It, but was, you, it was a huge. It was a huge boot. Like most people can't. Now I hear comedians going out here getting booed in big stage. I'm like, man, that's my shit, man. Don't be. <laughs> you trying to. Trying to do what I do. You trying man. to do what God you do. Damn. Can I have anything? Can I get anything to myself? <laughs> At least give me the biggest boot. Yo, but listen, here's the thing that people don't know about you. You right back on the stage the next night. Yeah, the very end at another arena. <laughs> 
Cause you know, people called me and were like, hey man, don't do no more arenas. And I was like, I gotta find me another arena. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the thing, man. Um, and for people that are watching and listening to the podcast, he really is passionate about it. And I I wanna ask this question. What makes it what makes you so happy about it? Cause you look so comfortable and you look at peace with it. That's why I'm like bugging. It's a freedom. Okay. It's a freedom. I feel like, you know, everybody expects me to be a certain way and they think they know what I'm supposed to say and what I'm supposed to do. And when I get up there, it's just a freedom. I have the ability to lead, guide, direct, appoint the crowd in whatever area of conversation I see fit. And it ain't about no predetermined expectations. Absolutely. It's just starting from zero. I don't know. It's like, I don't know where the fuck we going. But we going to go together. That's right. Right. You Yo, know what I'm saying? I, I dig that, man. I dig that about you, man. And I, I wish you continue success and Thank I hope you. that uh, if I'm somewhere where you at I'm gonna come support and do your man, thing and come vice on, versa bro. hey look come man on, thank bro. you for inviting me out this man <laughs> called me and mind you you know the veterans in, and that's another reason why I can't really take a lot of the naysayers right. seriously cause it's two things in the world a show can't stand that's a lying ass woman mm -hmm. and a crying ass man. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just two things. I just can't really. I can't stomach it. It don't work for you. It don't. All right, I got. I got something that you can't stomach. But when people like you, yes, people like Dave Chappelle, people like Mike Epps, people like uh, D. Ray, Duval, uh, DC Young Fly, 85 South, Carlo Miller. When like certain people call me even rip you know what i mean even rip who who booked me for the show in brooklyn right yeah, I, but anyway so when veterans tony roberts also yes, sir man we love you bro stop when, playing when the veterans when the people who have all the right all the the all the seniority to be able to say nah bro you shouldn't be doing it when they are as supportive as you guys have been, what the fuck do a motherfucker who ain't even been on Comic View go tell me? What the, bruh, I wasn't around in Def Jam. You were doing comedy when Def Jam was still going on and they still didn't call you. And you want me to listen to you for what? No, ain't nothing to talk about. George Wallace is another one. Legend, OG. Chris Spencer is another one. Absolutely, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Donnell Rollins is another one. I, man, I got real goats that have saw something in me. Absolutely, man. This story is you real. You know what I mean? And I try to value that and pay more attention to that Absolutely. than I do to the people who got negative shit to say. Because they don't love themselves. Right, so they, how they gonna love you? Yeah, they don't know how to treat themselves. I got a question for you, right? It. I'm, I, I, it's easy for you. Mm -hmm. You get to do a dream show. Your legends, comics, past and present, you on the show with them, who would be your four comics you want to do a dream show Why with? Why you want to put me on the show with them? Oh, which I'm just saying, maybe you could host it. Can or I get, promote? Or can you promote? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, so you're going back to the street now. <laughs> he was like, I can make about $7 million and whatnot. All right, hey, who, right, if you was promoting this show, what's your dream comedy show? Man, legendary. To be legendary. with you, bro. Go on, pick it. Pick four. 
Dave. Bam. Red Fox. Got to have it. Go ahead. Eddie Murphy. Yes, sir. Shit. One more. You only get one more. It's going to be tough because it's a lot. Cats could get that slot right there. What you got for me? Oh, man. I am going to say, damn. <laughs> it's hard. Patrice O'Neal. Oh. <laughs> I ain't see that coming. Oh, Patrice would. Oh, my God. I yeah. like that. All right. So. One more. We're going to flip it on the rap side. Okay. Okay. You could promote it or be on it, but uh -huh. you got four of your favorite rap artists on the legendary show. Right. Go. Now, now, and it's going to be in Atlanta, too, so it's going to be hot. Let me ask you this. Go ahead. <laughs> it, 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 is we trying to go with the people who I like their music more or the people who going to bring in the biggest drop? Well, if you, if you, if you, you the promoter now. I'm you the gotta, promoter. Say less. You, you the promoter. Say go, less. Go get the bag. All right. So. <laughs> Outcast. Boom! <laughs> uh, oh my God, I yeah. think that's crazy. Def Go ahead. Definitely Outcast. Let me get my tickets now. Uh, Go ahead. Jay Z. <laughs> Boom, man. Um, UGK. Oh my God. Snoop. Oh, it's over. That's sold out in me. That's sold out in 42 seconds. I mean, that's a uh, good show, bro. You can I get one more? Can you get one more artist on there? Absolutely. Just throw me one more. Man, I would probably go, and this dead or alive? Dead or alive. Tupac. Oh! We out of here. We out of here. <laughs> hey, uh, this is a part of my show uh, before you, you, I know you gotta go, but before you go, I, this is called All Facts. Okay. All Facts. So I'm gonna throw a question at you and you gotta give it to me. All Facts, okay. all truth. Okay, cool. Sure. Go back to the beginning of your career as a rap artist. Uh -huh. okay? If you had a choice right now, uh -huh. and you could see the future, mm. what, would, what moment would you have tried to change if you could change one beat? October 13th, 2007, outside of the Walgreens where a little rat set me up to attempt to give me machine guns and silencers. That's probably, that changed the trajectory, the, the trajectory mm -hmm. of my entire career. Uh, although, I welcome the lesson that I learned from it. Correct. And I appreciate everything that I gained from that moment. But if there was one thing that I could probably change, it'll be that. Okay. Oh, we have uh, we have some fans out here that want to talk to uh, Mr. Harris. Uh, <laughs> this is a question from the street uh, from our fans here of Top Villain. The question is: Is it more important for your son to go platinum or for you to go platinum? <laughs> I know it's a, it's, a, it's a regular fan question. Nah, I mean it's definitely my son is probably my son is my my, my children are yes. my top priority. Absolutely. So any kind of win they can have, I would gladly bow myself out, and you know. It's it's about them. See, people don't understand. He a real daddy. This ain't no. It's like probably him. people who ain't got children. Right there, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they don't even ask a question. So, like I, if you hungry and the child hungry, hungry. who well, eats you, first? Exactly. You know, yeah, that, that, that is crazy. I wanna I wanna personally thank you. Um, 
for just taking the time, man, to let us get to know you better. My um, pleasure, to, man. to let us let us really support what you're doing. I see sky's the limit, no ceilings for you. Thank you. I know you're gonna do more shows and do a bunch of things, man. Thank you. I wanna see you on the screen again. You got any projects coming up that we could talk about? Man, I summer? have there is a um a horror film. Mm-hmm. A horror film that me and Dion Taylor and uh, Terrence J and Joseph Sakura and um, a bunch of uh, a bunch of other ones of us <laughs> got together, and not only did we star in it, but we also invested in it and produced it. So we all kind of at the cap table. Come on, man! It's called Fear, and um, you know we hope to have that at late summer. Early fall, so we there. got movies coming. We still yeah. doing our comedy. You touching them on every level, man. You are you are OG in the game, a Thank young you. OG, young hey, OG. Hey, 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 but you a new artist I on this comedy, it. so you got you got all this room now. Yeah, the Let's idea go. the idea is to drop my last album and film my first comedy special in it's, the same uh, year. Can I, can I help you write it? Absolutely. Help can me I, write the album? No, no. I don't want to do with the music. I'm on the comedy the side. The comedy side. I just want to help you punch. Just keep punching up. Yeah. Can we punch you up? You already gave me some gold. Ah, come on. You already <laughs> gave me some gold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, what? Shout out. Let's give a shout out to our fans out here. We got the TM. Right on, TM. Man. They got the, they double busted. I wonder how much they charge to get on that bus. Man, I don't know, but we here. What's if up, We TMZ? got a bus, but look, though, this ain't nothing but like a little... 18 passenger van. All Man, they got more than 18 of them. Blow the windows out. <laughs> they took out the back cargo trunk space and they. Man, I'm talking about we should have one of those. We should get one. And we man. should travel them around Crenshaw. There we go. You know what I'm saying? Because TMZ ain't taking them now. TMZ ain't taking them to Crenshaw and King. <laughs> it would be moving a lot faster. <laughs> hey, man, we love y'all, man. That's That that takes our, our, our interview where it needs to be, man. Right Tim on. Harris. Thank you've you. done everything you want to do. Mr. I can do it all. Thank I love you. it, my brother. Top billing, the number one podcast in the world. I'm trying to tell you. Appreciate we do it for the culture. We do it for the discussion. And we do it for the movement. Breakbeat Media, it don't stop. Let's go. Milk is chilling. This is chilling. What more?